This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. This morning on the third hour of today, new details on the Queen's COVID battle. The 95-year-old monarch in isolation while fellow royals stepping in for her. We're going to be live at Buckingham Palace with the latest. Then later, we're heading west. 1883 star Sam Elliott live talking about the hit show and why he's just so good at playing a cowboy and the deal on that mustache. Add a social media star with hundreds of thousands of followers who's making a difference with her dance videos and more. Today, Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Chanel here with Al and Dylan and Good the man whose face is all over Times Square oh, in New York thank City. Thank you, yes, that's pretty cool. Yamas. At NBC News Now, money. Yeah, listen, I, have a fr- I had a friend Woo. from Kansas visit yesterday and she said, oh, can I see Times Square? So I'm like, sure. So I took it to Times Square. I haven't been down there in a while. And all of a sudden I get down there and like it's Tom Yamas' face all over the place, like just bright. And then, Why do you have your face? I know, you're I like, know. it's like, you're like, like, oh my God, I saw Tom Yamas. Oh, no, oh, oh look away. No, no, no. Did I not text you? You, you did text me. I did. Me. I text him. I'm like, this is amazing. This is beautiful. Congratulations. Yeah. So. She's like, it's only on for 10 seconds, but just it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to, besides that, we also want to brighten your Wednesday morning by pointing out, guess what? That spring is officially in sight. We are 25 days. I feel weird saying that in front of two other people because I don't know if it's the truth, but. Although. Don't pop yeah, my balloon. The meteorological don't. spring begins oh. on March 1st. Here we which go. is only like which three days. He's got to be that guy. Exactly. He's got to yeah. be that yeah. guy. I'm well, always that guy. Let the countdown <laughs> begin. But that was actually a, a plus side because yeah. it means spring is coming even spring sooner. Is we coming. don't have to wait oh, 25 yes. days. There you go. See? There you go. We have Trendy. people out on the plaza. Uh-huh. Like people just feel. It does feel warm today. It just feels better. What are you looking forward to when spring finally does hit? Um, I just want to get outside. The boys mm-hmm. can yeah. do so much damage inside wow. the house. Like, they're really into football and golf. Those are not oh, indoor great. sports, mm-hmm. yet they've made them indoor sports. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we've already go. lost a TV. What? Yeah, a few months ago we lost with a TV. The, with the one of the, like, a golf ball? No, it was just a, to- a random toy but they that broke it? got launched into the TV. Yeah, but it was oh, Brian no. who broke it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So while we're dreaming of spring, we're also watching some really nasty winter weather from coast to coast. We're talking about 46 million of us under some sort of winter uh, oh. weather alert. I mean, take a look at this. I mean, oh North goodness. Dakota, massive pileups mm. due to whiteout conditions. Just a, a real mess out there. Parts of Minnesota getting more than a foot of snow. Uh, temperatures plunging. Even out west, snow levels in Southern California mm. at 2,000 feet. The Hollywood signs at 1,600 feet. So, oh, wow. You know, wow. We're, we're talk- again, no, we're not, they're not going to be looking at that. <laughs> in California. Let's show you the maps. Uh, again, we've got those 46 million people looking at this. Uh, we've got winter weather advisories, winter storm watches. As you can see, some light snow mm. falling right now uh, in Southern California in the mountains. And we've also got snow now firing up from Oklahoma all down into northern Texas. We're going to be watching this. So rainfall amounts, we're talking anywhere from one to three inches in the lower Tennessee, Mississippi river valleys. To the north of that, ice mm. extending from about for about 1,800 miles from Austin all the way to 
just west of New York City. And we've got snow to talk about by Friday, uh, lighter through the Midwest, but in interior parts of the Northeast and New England, uh, anywhere from six to nine inches of snow possible. Mm. New York City, maybe three to five inches. So wow. got a lot of winter weather before. What a mess. Uh, We're not out of it yet. Not just. Do, you, do right. you and Dylan get like jacked up when there's extreme weather? Yes. Are you guys like <laughs> they do. up early talking, like texting? Oh, yeah, in like, the morning, oh. we're just like, yes! <laughs> yes! Not joke, but you guys yeah. do. We do. Actually, it's we our do. 4 a.m. Wordle text. They do that. That, that, okay. that gets us going. That's All right, true. let's uh, take a turn now to the latest on Queen Elizabeth's health. It's been three days since we learned she tested positive for COVID. The Queen has spent the week isolating at Windsor Castle. Uh, NBC's Molly Hunter joins us live from London this morning. Molly, uh, has Buckingham Palace released any update on how the Queen is doing today? Hey guys, good morning. That's right. So this is day three. We understand she is still isolating out at Windsor. We've asked the palace for an update today and they say no change since yesterday. They're not in the business, they say, of providing us rolling updates. And we don't expect these kind of rolling health updates like we would about the U.S. president or even the British prime minister. Now, yesterday, you guys, they told us she had mild cold-like symptoms. She did cancel some virtual engagement, but they said she was still at her desk performing some light duties. One of the things we're waiting for this week is confirmation whether or not she'll speak with Prime Minister Boris Johnson. We asked the palace again this morning about that, and they said uh, they would not confirm it. Well, although the, the Queen is in isolation, other members of the royal family are still carrying out their royal duties. Kate, for example, the Duchess of Cambridge is currently on day two of her solo tour in Denmark. Do you know what she's up to there? Yeah, and this is a big deal for Kate. We've been seeing all of those pictures. It's not her first solo tour, but uh, it's pretty exciting to see her out there on her own. We're certainly going to see that a lot more often. She's focusing on early childhood. It's a cause she's very passionate about. The highlight, I think, for us uh, from a visual standpoint was her going down a slide at Lego Play Lab, which was pretty fun. She's meeting some members of the royal family there. Back here at home, though, her husband, as you said, Chanel, is stepping in as well. He uh, gave out some honors yesterday when the queen, of course, couldn't... Uh, attend herself. And we're going to see really, ooh, it's windy here at Buckingham Palace. Uh, we're going to see Kate and Will, I think, a lot more doing, whether it's solo trips or really stepping into bigger and bigger roles. So really a sign of things to come. I'll send mm -hmm. it back to you guys. For sure. Molly Hunter, thank you so much. And, you know, whether she has mild symptoms or not, the queen, it still tires you out. That's so hopefully absolutely. she can just take a break. Yeah. You know, even light duties. No, we've had it. Just it wipes take you a break. out. She's in her yeah. 90s. All right. Now to a new warning from the Department of Homeland Security. They say Russia could be preparing to launch a cyber offensive in an effort to disrupt our daily lives. NBC's Tom Costello is following this story for us this morning. So, Tom, Homeland Security says every organization in the U.S. is at risk of a cyber attack. Can you break down what that means and what we need to know? Well, they're really in particular concerned about infrastructure, right? So whether it's the, the local water supply, dams, electricity, local government offices from the DMV all the way up to the White House, uh, every level says the Homeland Security is potentially at risk of a Russian cyber offensive. And keep in mind, we have seen for years Russia and we believe Russian criminal gangs sometimes working with the Kremlin carrying out attacks on, on food supply systems, on oil pipelines, overseas, on bank systems, for example. They literally targeted hospitals at one point uh, in Europe. So the threat, they believe, is very real. As it relates to you and me, though, chances are if you're dealing, if you bank with a big bank in, in America, they've got pretty robust cybersecurity systems. Chances are the, the major retailers you work with every single day hopefully have good cyber s systems. 
However, we've also seen cases where big companies failed to keep their software up to date. Mm. They let the intruders in, and then they had a major hack. So and so that is why Homeland Security and cybersecurity really sending the warning to everybody in America, please start taking steps now. So, Tom, to that point, you know, we've, we heard about these big businesses getting attacked, but do we individually have to worry? And if so, what do we need to do? So the, the recommendations for you and for me, and keep in mind, small businesses just like big ones, first of all, if you have other people logging into your system, verify all of those remote users that they should get access and they are getting access. Use multi-step authentication. We've talked about that for years now. Again, keep the security software up to date. Doesn't matter if it's you personally or a small company or a big company. And then if you are a company that has any business at all with Ukraine, uh, legitimate business, monitor the traffic. Look for anything that looks unusual uh, in that traffic line. Uh, if you are also backing up your system to the cloud or even a hard drive, keep that going. Don't let that fall by the wayside. Chances are if you're using a very big provider for your cloud services, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, chances are they've got robust security in place. But you can imagine the warning applies to them too. They need to be on, on a heightened uh, alert right now for the possibility of a Russian cyber attack. Yeah. Wow. Be careful. Uh, thanks, Tom Costello, yeah. 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 Scary. Get out of my head. All right, coming up next, we are talking about love and money. Our friend Stephanie Rule is going to tell us about the conversations that every couple needs to have, including a prenup. So uh -oh. romantic. Then later, she calls herself an accidental activist. Meet the social media star using TikTok to make a difference. We'll be right back. Hi everyone, I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with On the Money Today and the financial conversations every couple needs to be having. Joining us to break it all down is NBC News senior business correspondent Yay. in person, Stephanie. Yes. It's good to be in person. Congratulations, right? Stephanie yes. Show. Yes. Thank you very much. Starting soon. Which so, is why you're here today. You that's be right. person. Yeah. Wearing green. We like it very much. Uh, <laughs> Talking money. Exactly. Exactly. So while it may not seem very romantic, you say couples need to talk cash. 
They do. I get it. It feels like wah, wah, what a buzzkill. But you need to, right? You think that's not very romantic. But here's the thing. A marriage contract, according to the state, that's a legal document, mm. okay? You think it's a romantic document? It's not. You need to start talking about money with your partner. You don't have to have the same spending habits or saving habits, but you got to have the same goals, right? Mm, yeah. If you're planning on buying a house, if you want to have kids, you need to get on the same page. Best way to do it is just start talking about it. Make a money date every couple of weeks and just make sure you're even in the same zone. This is, this is the case even if you're not married. If yeah. you're in a relationship and you're planning on going on vacation this summer, you want to buy a piece of furniture together, start planning together because if you don't, that's the kind of thing that eats away at you and really damages a relationship. Yeah. Uh, speaking of romance, let's talk about the always romantic prenup. Okay. <laughs> Prenups. People think, like, I don't have a lot of money. I need a prenup. That's yeah. for rich people in soap operas. That's that's not the case. Mm. You need a prenup in the same way that you need car insurance. Al Roker buys his dream car. You think he's not buying insurance? No, he might love that car. He might wash it every week. He might get in a crash. As easily as you can get married, you can get oh, divorced. That, that really took a turn then. I realize, <laughs> I realize that. He's like, I'm sorry, what? Deborah's dream going, car. what? What? Yes. Wow, I mean, the only one who liked that story was Dylan. <laughs> Wear your seatbelt. <laughs> and the thing is, if you don't start to address this, guess what? The state will. Yeah. If you yeah. get a divorce, the state will decide you get X, you yeah. get Y. Yeah. Let's say you get married a little bit older. You already own a house. You own a business. You want to give him that business if you get a divorce? No. No way. What if you have children? I know. You don't you want to protect their think, assets? Some people think, and I thought it, if you bring it up, then that means you think that you you're, may you're, not work. Yeah, you're planning on Guess what? Even. Yeah. It may not work. We'll Newsflash. <laughs> yes. Can you get a I don't care because I'm in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can get a prenup, but there are postnups. You can start to iron yeah. it out. And yeah. you want to, especially if you think you're going to be with somebody for a long time. Let's say you start a really special business and your partner has nothing to do with it. You want to protect true. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's say you start the new Facebook tomorrow. You want Dylan right. to have half of it when she yeah. leaves you? Uh-uh. We're not married, Dylan. by the way, <laughs> although we've been used to this example many times. Um, you know, Steph, there's also tough conversations couples have to have with their own parents yes. as well, right? Okay, this is the That's hardest big. and in many cases most important yeah. one. Yeah. Parents do not want to talk about the fact that they're getting older. You need to talk to them about their uh, retirement. This right? to us, yeah. If they decide, if they say, oh, it's time for me to stop working, do they have retirement plans? Mm -hmm. Maybe do they need to downsize where they're living? Mm -hmm. Do you need to talk to your siblings? Maybe mom or dad are going to have to move in with you. And something really important, they need to figure out their will mm -hmm. and power of attorney. Do you really want the state to be making those decisions? And the best thing you can do, and I know it sounds so hard, try to talk about it with your siblings and make yeah. a plan to sit down with your parents. Try to sideways in. You're talking to mom. Yeah. She's you talking to mom. You know how it goes. Exactly. It's a tough conversation because parents don't want to be taken care of in some, in some cases. And number Tougher two, if you never anytime do that. you talk about money, people get so sensitive. Yes. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. This next one grabbed my attention. You know, we don't often think about talking about money with our friends but you think we should be? Well, you talk bad about your friends behind their backs about money. Time to start talking to their faces. Yeah. Listen, guess what? You're a neighbor of mine. I have no idea what's happening in there. Guess what? If somebody's going, guess what? Al, he's got a big job. Let's always make him pay. You're not going to get that. Are you talking about Greg Melvin? If you're always expecting himself. You know, a wedding is a great place to think about this. Mm. You've got a friend who's a bride. She wants 17 you know parties. You're right. She wants 38 yes. gifts. You've got to talk about it now and say, sis, I love you to death. I can't go to your bachelorette, your shower, give you gifts for everything, and go to your destination wedding. Talk about 
it now. That's Otherwise, true. you know you're talking about your friend behind their back. I just That's think like people on Instagram, they see all these girlfriend trips and people are getting away. So yeah. then, but you may have one friend who can't right. get away and just go to Tahiti. You so know, did that, you, you did a huge trip. Did I did. Happen? I did. Yeah. It was for yeah. We all had to. Yeah. We talked about it like a year and a half in advance, and people had to really save because yeah. it's a lot, a big expense. Well, Steph, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was great. You got us going. By the way, congratulations on the new show. With Thank you. Oh, wait, I haven't seen the graphic. I haven't seen that yet. And so you tune, tune in, you'll get the news and a gun show. Uh, <laughs> for financial <laughs> advice, whenever you need it, head to today.com slash on the money. And we're so thrilled that you're going to be coming in because you're going to be working both ends of the clock. Yeah. Guess what? Here at NBC, we work 24-7. Bam! Yeah. Good to see you. Good All right, up next. She may change the way you think about TikTok. We'll introduce you to the college student who's using it to educate and to empower. And then later, we cannot wait to catch up with 1883. That's right. This is my show. That's right. For Jam Elliott, uh, he's going to talk to us about the Yellowstone prequel and why he's such a believable, believable cowboy. I think it has to do with the mustache, but also ah. that voice. We will be right back. Good he's my that. celebrity crush. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 Ew, we found out a lot about you guys. We are back with one college student who realized the power of social media. She's educating, fighting for inclusion, and spreading joy one TikTok video at a time. I pride myself in being positive and searching for joy wherever I can, and regardless of what life throws at me. I want to roll with it. College student Maya Paul calls herself an accidental activist. Take me back to your childhood and what you were like as a kid. Growing up, I was a wild child. I was full of energy, super rambunctious. I would literally run laps around the house. It was sophomore year in college for you that things started to take a turn, is that right? I was living off the chips and Pop-Tarts and getting two hours of sleep, so when I was feeling weak and tired, I was like, mm, I'm just an irresponsible college student, no big deal. But the weakness and fatigue continued to get worse until it reached a point where I was collapsing, walking back from my classes. After being diagnosed with a genetic condition and a probable neurological disorder, Maya became wheelchair-bound and began to notice how difficult it was to get around. It's unfortunate because oftentimes people's only exposure to disability is when they become disabled or someone close to them does. And now I just have to clear a space for me to sit, so I just hook the chairs with my own chair. I want you to explain to someone who may not know, who may have the best of intentions, what does it feel like to be in a wheelchair and not have resources or to feel invisible? To know that there is a world out there that chooses to exclude you, that chooses to not make the necessary changes to create systems that can support you is soul crushing. To know that for the rest of my life, I'm going to be looking at tens of thousands of dollars extra for anything that I want is frustrating, soul-crushing, and heartbreaking, especially when I know it doesn't have to be this way. So Maya decided to join TikTok and try to raise money for an emotional support animal. And I posted my first dance video. People were like, oh my God, you're moving your leg, you're faking your disability. And then I realized that I could bring awareness to the issues that I wish I had known before I became disabled. Everywhere I go, I come across countless access barriers. Today, Maya has more than 420,000 followers. Her username? I'm a roll with it. Along with TikTok dances, she posts informative videos to educate people about everything from her daily life to injustices faced by the disabled community. 
What does the positive response that you've seen? It tells me that the world is ready for change. I'm not sure if you can see it, but on my door, there's the thing that makes your door close a bit more slowly. A lot of them are really tight, which makes the door extremely heavy, which reduces access for people with strength issues, with pain issues like arthritis or wheelchair users. And so I made a post talking about how there's an adjustable setting and I received hundreds of comments like, I'm going to work tomorrow and I'm going to check on it. So it's really exciting to see people who are going back and making actual accessible changes. What do you want people watching this story to understand about people who are living with a disability? Disability is not a bad word. Nobody is guaranteed ableness. You can become disabled at any point in time without any warning. So it's better for everyone to make better systems to support disability. Maya hopes to change minds, hearts, and even policies, and of course, to continue to dance. I didn't dance in my wheelchair for over a year. I had days where I felt like my body just wouldn't let me, and I learned it doesn't matter. I got to dance every single day. <laughs> it she it makes me happy. Beautiful inside and out. Yes. Isn't she? So Maya was able to push for some campus upgrades, buttons for automatic doors, dining hall tables that fit wheelchairs, and she helped the student government create a task force for disability and accessibility. And Maya is actively still fundraising for that emotional support animal. Um, the good news is she was matched with a Aww. black labradoodle. Oh, that's great. She named him Winston, or he's named Winston, and he'll be uh, done training this summer. Wow. But you know, when she says, you know, you never know what could happen. I you know, she's right. You know, and for college students, you want to fit in. You want to go to the right. events like other college students. Sure. And so she's But these are also happen. easy corrections yeah. that yep. should yep. be happening yep. everywhere without having to push so hard. Yeah. Once but. she put it on social media, I think Boom. the other administrators yes. took like, oh, oh wait, sure. we have to yeah. do this. Yeah. Great story. Right, coming up next, uh, a man who is certainly comfortable <laughs> in a cowboy hat. Sam Elliott joins us live to talk right. about his hit show, 1883. Then later, a free ride for all. The university that's putting higher education within reach for people around the world. We'll be right back. I mean, there's a, the buzz is palpable <laughs> because we are so excited to be catching up with the great Sam Elliott. Start as Virgil Earp in the classic Western tombstone, then donning the cowboy hat once again when he narrated the film The Big Lebowski. And Sam earned an Academy Award nomination for his role in A Star is Born. Such a superstar. Uh -huh. We love him, right? Yes. We can't stop talking about Sam Elliott. Now in the series 1883, Sam plays Shay Brennan, a Civil War war veteran who's leading a group of immigrants through the Great Plains. And Sam joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is so nice to see you and, and to hear your voice extra gravelly first thing in the morning <laughs> out there in, in L.A. Um, you know, this this role seems to be made for you. I, I This is a prequel to Yellowstone. Um, I was surprised to hear you actually turned down a role in Yellowstone. So what made you say yes to this, the prequel? Oh God! It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a big deal turning a, a role down in Yellowstone. It was a thing that Taylor really kind of talked about more than anything else with me, and it just—it didn't speak to me. It wasn't any big deal. It was a very small part, mm -hmm. and it came at a time when I was busy and had other things doing. But Taylor said that one of these days we'll work together, and then here we you know, go. He, he came back to me with 1883, and there was no turning this part down. <laughs> you know, Sam, one of the things about this show that is so great, and like Yellowstone, too, it, it takes you there. I mean, everything from the acting, the writing, to even the costumes, it just feels so authentic. What's it like, though? Because you have to wear so many layers 
to film some of these <laughs> scenes in that heat? I mean, does it get to you as an actor, or do you kind of embrace it? Is there chafing? Yeah, I think you have to embrace it. If you let it get to you, then it's just no fun. You know, if you, if you just kind of go with it, you just realize that, you know, things weren't that easy on the Oregon Trail. You know, and we had it a lot easier than they did, needless to say. You know, I mean, there was a craft service guy to turn <laughs> to for a cup of coffee exactly. anytime he wanted it. That's fun. On that mm -hmm. note, you know, look, it's epic, uh, an epic series that shows, you know, like you said, the hardships of traveling through the Great Plains. Your character teaches people how to survive and navigate the Wild West. Do you ever think about how you would have navigated that in real life? How I would have navigated Yeah, how you would have fared. Sometimes I watch those shows and I wonder where I would be in the mix of it. Oh, yeah. I, I know for a fact that I'm not tough enough to have gone down <laughs> or, or up the trail as it, as it speaks. I think there's a number of people out there, however, you know, between the, the, the key cities, so to speak, that could make that trek pretty easily. Okay. The horsemen out yeah. there, and you know, the, the people that can survive in the outdoors, mm. people that are used to being in the outdoors. You know, Sam, you paid... I think it's an easier trip today than it would have been back in those days. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, you, you played a, a number of cowboys in, in, in your career. What is it about that that career, about that job that seems to speak to you in playing these characters? About that genre? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Al. I, I think on some level it's a simplicity of that form. You know, things are pretty black and white in Westerns and at least they always have been to me. There's not a lot of gray area, although there's a film out there this year that's all gray as far as I'm concerned in the picture called The Power of the Dog. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, that's, it, it's, a, it's a classic struggle on some level, the ways I've always looked at Westerns, and it's, it's man against man, it's man against himself, and man against nature. And I just think that those... Three struggles have spoke to me since I was a little kid and fascinated me, and I think they make for great entertainment. And you've also... Particularly uh, in Taylor Sheridan's hands. You've leaned into the mustache, obviously, even <laughs> when you... you that, that Super Bowl commercial a couple of years ago with with uh, Lil Nas X. Uh, oh, do, right. do, do you really embrace this? I mean, you people love this mustache. Yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? I mean, it's just hair on somebody's lip, you know. And it's like I'm, I'm comfortable with it or without it. I've worked without it a number of times over the years, and you know, I mean, I work with it now. I'm, I'm doing a thing on, on a show called Family Guy, in which a mustache is a big part of it. The guy runs a ranch in, in, on which he raises mustaches. <laughs> oh, perfect. So, I, yeah. I mean, looking back at your career, it's so impressive. Over 50 years in this business. Thank do you. you ever, like, lay in bed at night and think, you know, I still want to do this, or mm. I wish I could, you know, tackle this genre? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm just grateful to still be at it. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things. The, the one thing about doing all these Westerns over the years, I feel like I've kind of boxed myself in <laughs> in terms of what people think maybe – I'm capable of doing or what I'm right for, you know, it's uh, but it's a self-imposed kind of mm. thing that's been, it's served me well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I just we like love doing it, though. Good Keep work. doing it, I like we love doing it. good work and 
Burton? I said we love it, so keep doing it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you so much, Sam, for joining us this it's morning. It's nice to talk to all of you. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. The season finale of 1883, it airs this Sunday on Paramount+. Plus. And coming up, a university with a purpose, bringing higher education to a whole lot of folks without breaking the bank. And then later, Chef Carla Lolly Music putting a twist on a classic Italian recipe. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, consoling. Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. This morning in our series, The Upside, a university that's putting higher education within the reach for folks all around the world without sending students into debt. I got the chance to meet the man behind the mission. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Shai Reshef, and I'm the president of University of the People. In 2010, education entrepreneur Shai Reshef visited the people of Haiti to introduce himself and his novel idea. University of the People is the first non-profit, tuition-free, online university dedicated to open the gates to higher education for everyone. Shai spending his career in for-profit education, running test prep and computer training centers. Among other things, I started the first online university in Europe. That's where I saw how powerful online learning can be. When he sold his company in 2005 and semi-retired, Shai wanted to give back. He saw learning as the perfect opportunity. Shai shelling out $1 million of his own money to make his vision a reality. I believe that higher education is a basic right for all. And I believe that there wasn't a better reason for the invention of the Internet than bringing education to people wherever they are. His innovative model to provide affordable and accessible higher education to anyone who wanted it, regardless of their financial circumstances. And now is one of the fastest growing online universities in the world, with more than 117,000 students from 200 countries and territories. Our largest country is the U.S., but we have students from Africa, we have students from Asia. And we have a lot of refugees. We took more refugees than any university in the world. We have people who are uh, stay-at-home moms, unemployed, undocumented, people who simply work and cannot accommodate uh, the rigid schedule of universities, and they come to us, they have the flexibility. That's exactly what drew Elise Deer to University of the People. The Colorado native had no college education and no clear career path, but she had higher aspirations. Through a Google search, she stumbled upon University of the People. 
Before I had my first child, I was looking for an opportunity to attend college and I didn't want to go into an extreme amount of debt to receive higher education. I wouldn't have been able to do a traditional program where I needed to sit in a classroom because I had two children. So I was filling in my study time in, during nap time. Last year, Elise graduating with a bachelor's degree in business administration, now working as a software person at a huge tech company. Without university people, I certainly wouldn't be at the company that I work for. I certainly would not be uh, really in a dream career. With a 92% job placement rate, University of the People uses a full faculty of volunteers, all with a common goal. We have teachers, professors that are coming from the best universities of the world with the desire to help students who need education and cannot get it. And it's very simple. When you help someone, you get so much more to yourself, to your heart. His heartfelt message is what has helped his students succeed both in school and as members of society. We had different opinions on what was important, so it helped me to really have a global mindset in terms of my future role and the future jobs I would take on and also just how I view day-to-day -day life. Shy estimates doubling enrollment by 2025, and he says that's just the beginning. I hope that one day every single person in the world will have the opportunity for higher education. If we are succeeding in doing that, not only that the students will have better futures and their families and their community, we will have a better world. Hmm. Now, while University of the People is tuition-free, students do pay a small application fee and assessment fees per courses, but it is still 95% cheaper than other online universities, and for those who can't afford the fees, there are a variety of grants and scholarships available from the Gates Foundation and a whole hmm. lot of great. University of the People accepting all qualified high school graduates from around the world who are proficient in English. What a wonderful great absolutely. Idea. I love the name, too, University of the People. That's so great. Mm -hmm. All right, coming up next, a spin on Pasta. Chef Carla Lolly Music is whipping up a dish your family is going to go nuts for. There's a little hint there. All right, we'll be right back. All right, this morning in today's Food on a Twist, an Italian classic here to make pasta cacio e walnuts. Whoa. Chef and cookbook <laughs> author Carla Lali Music. I wish you were Smell-O-Vision. Yeah. It smells yeah. so Amazing. good here. Her new cookbook is called That Sounds So Good and This Sounds So Love Good. Carla, good morning. Thanks for having me. So go. start us off here because cacio e pepe you've always heard of, but sure. cacio e walnut, what are we talking about I know, here? and not like cacio e pepe needed improvement <laughs> as a classic, but a couple of things that can go wrong for people one is that the cheese doesn't melt yeah. because it's those hard grating cheeses. So mm -hmm. I changed up the cheese. And for me, like, it's great, all those textures. It's like adult mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. But... I need a little crunch. Okay. Yeah. So we've got pasta boiling. That's going to come in. Just keep an eye on that. Okay. And I just like to crush the garlic. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what kind of pasta, by the way. I like a big tube for this. Okay. and But you can really use anything. Like um, spaghetti would be fine. But I like with a big tube, some of these pieces will get inside oh, the tube. Get, and, get, and, yeah. then, <laughs> exactly. and then bite. get like a little secret. Um, Wait, you didn't so crush them as much. Okay. No, so these are just going to toast kind of like that. And I'll press down on them while they're going or maybe mm. one of you will press down okay. while they're going and then instead of toasting the walnuts in the oven I 
toast them in the pan with the oil and the garlic. Oh, so they kind of yeah. pick up all those flavors mm -hmm. and infuse. And that really gives a crunch. Um, so another thing that's classic with cacio e pepe is that you would use a sheep's milk cheese, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, pecorino or pecorino and parm. Mm -hmm. But what can happen is those cheeses, like, they like to clump up yes, when they're it's melting. it's so frustrating. Yeah. So I, I have a fettuccine Alfredo it. recipe that is great, but it's very similar. The cheese clumps up on people. Mm -hmm. So for this, that was really in my mind. And I wanted to solve for it. So instead of using pecorino, I switched it to manchego. Oh, we went oh. to Spain. Oh, we went okay. to Spain. Oh, so a little okay. bit with the walnuts mm -hmm. and the manchego goes like, yeah, now we're on a like a European siesta. Oh, I love we're that just idea. going across. Could yeah. you use another nut other than walnut? Totally. So yeah. my book has spinets for every single recipe. So you could use pecans, you could use almonds, you could mm. use cashews, you could really okay. use whatever you want as long as it's got crunched, even pistachios. So importantly here, why don't you grate okay. uh, or crack a lot? of pepper in there right. because the pepe is the pepper uh, and without yeah. that like it's not cacio pepe it's okay. not cacio walnut and more? also putting yeah more, more the oh, yeah. putting yeah. the pepper oh, in what kind of oil you said yeah. you use extra virgin olive oil virgin. yeah and, and why is the pasta water so important so pasta water is really important because the oil and the pasta themselves with the cheese things will melt but they're never going to get creamy so you really need that water so let's see how is our pasta let's it's give not it, quite done yet not but quite done i don't know if we have time Time to wait for one in here, let's see. All right. So with the pasta water, the kind of brilliant thing that happens is it creates this like available liquid for the cheese to melt into. Oh. So fat, like any emulsion, fat and water, like they need mm -hmm. they need both to be there in order to make something creamy. How much water, by the way? Mm. Mm. Pretty good. good? Yeah, okay, if cool. you want to do that. Calvin's my noodle tester at home. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's kind of scooby yeah. yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I feel like the water part is all a feel. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I usually scoop out and using the... Um, the measuring cup, You're you right. can take out a cup or a cup and a half, yeah. but something nice about using a strainer is that you don't dump the water first. So yeah, you right. kinda, if you need to go back, you can. But hot tip, if you forget about the pasta water yeah. and you use tap, oh, it's go. totally okay. fine. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, put a cup in there. Let's dump the Put's pasta right in here. I like to build the whole sauce in something deep like this. Yeah, beautiful. Good. Amazing. And, the cheese, is that okay? and then we're going, yeah, because okay. they're all going to end up in the same mm -hmm. place. So using something deep like this mm -hmm. gives oh, you room yeah. to stir oh. and toss and right. go and without. Then you're end up and with it makes something this like Exactly. So that melts gradually. You end up over here. You guys definitely need to get in there. pleasure. Dylan loves this. This is her favorite. This is my favorite. I mean, I want to plan a trip to Italy just to eat cacio e pepe. <laughs> and, and it really should look, look really good. creamy and saucy. So a with nice something salad. rich and cheesy like this, I love a simple uh -huh. salad. Oh my this goodness. is my big batch vinaigrette. It's the vinaigrette I grew up eating. We always had a bottle of it on the counter. Really simple. Mustard, olive oil, a couple kinds of vinegar. My mom always put balsamic and oh shallot. Gosh. Put it in the blender or the Cuisinart. You end up with this beautiful concoction. Oh, Go ahead and swirl. And it's creamy. You can keep it in the you fridge. Make it look so easy. And then it's not a big deal to make a salad because your dressing is already mm. done. How long does this last in the fridge? The Many ma weeks in the fridge. Weeks? For sure, yeah. 100%. I would say, yeah. yeah. as a fan of cacio e pepe, this has definitely taken it up a notch. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's Carla. that little bit of crunch. And, and the salt. crunch and the toastiness in the walnuts. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. what it needed. Plus garlic. We what kind of wine would you recommend with this? I Actually, something white and bright, like a Friuli or something like that. Carl, thanks so much for stopping by. Be sure to check out her new cookbook. That sounds so good.
good. Trust mm. me, it is. For these recipes and more, head to today.com slash food. We'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. It's delicious. Thank you, guys. We're all mm. <laughs> It's a perfect breakfast. This is mm. my Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow on the third hour of today, grab your phone because we're going to be fixing some tech mistakes we all make, like why our batteries die so quickly. Oh, that's good. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, one viewer at home has the chance to win a fabulous vacation. With Sweet Willie Geist. Sweet Willie Geist.